Good morning, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. Well, friend, I hope you're having a wonderful morning. I am. I've uh, just been outside enjoying this beautiful weather. I'll tell you, it's nice and sunny out there the first thing this morning. And, well, I'm, I just enjoyed that for a minute. And, uh, see, I, I quit smoking, so... But I still go out there and sit every morning because I'll tell you, there's just peace found in that sitting out on the patio. It just is what it is. And, well, since the Lord took the smoking from me and it doesn't just seem to bother me any, I can just sit out there and relax and have my coffee and enjoy the weather anyway. So I still do because that's what's important. See, being connected to the Holy Spirit and my Father, well, there's just nothing more important to me at this point in my life. You know, it's funny. Well, one thing is I, my usual disclaimer, I don't expect you to believe a word I say. I just, somebody just sent me something on line there on that Facebook on a message. and They're talking about that America's destroying crops. That's the problem, friend. We have so much stuff coming into our minds that we don't know what's true and what's not true. We don't know what's paranoia and what's not, and you can't really tell and well, any trusted source has to have a trusted source, and we just don't know where these trusted sources come from. So I can't really just make my decisions based on other people's paranoia, because some of it I'm thinking there's probably some real legitimacy to, but I just can't figure it out. And I don't have time to chase down every lead. Hell, I barely have time to do what I do and and still have time to... Well, sit here and do a recording and do my work and go out and be with God, because that's what I know is that the Holy Spirit, he gives me exactly what it is I need to get through to the next moment. He gives me enough conspiracy theories, as I think you've recognized by now, that I don't need anybody else's. He shows me these things about what's going on, and I've seen it from legitimate Sources and I've seen things that just like the oil. I never really seen anything on that, though I've seen a lot of things on that. But what he showed me had nothing to do with anything that you'll find anywhere. That had that was straight from the Holy Spirit gave it to me. This thought and showed me the truth of it. So it is what it is. Not that I expect anybody to believe any of it. And I've said it before. You know, there's just no way. There's no way that there's not negative effects going on from sucking out billions and billions and billions of gallons of oil fell from underneath our feet. There just isn't no way that it's not causing problems. But you know that because you've looked at Mother Nature, friend. But we're not here to get on all these kicks this morning. Um, what I am here to talk about was, well... I was reading my scripture this morning before I got on here. In fact, I wasn't even planning on getting on here until I read this passage. And I just went, well, you know, it is what it is. And he said, so I'm going to I'm gonna just read a little piece of, you know, what he said. Because it's in red, like I told you. Um, I talk about what it is that Jesus said. And, you know, you you got to read the whole book of Mark to understand the concept text to every little thing. But see, this is 
what Jesus said. And well, Jesus said, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. So whatever Jesus said, my Father said. So I figured if I'm supposed to be believing God, then Jesus is the one I ought to know. Because the rest of them, well, they weren't claiming to be in the Father and the Father in them. Okay, so I'm just going to read from Mark 11, um, verse 22, where it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Friend, I'm going to read this one last section again because I'll tell you, I'm just, well, this is the reason I'm on here talking. So he said, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you don't forgive him or do not forgive him, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Friend, there's a dilemma there. I hear a lot of Christians that aren't saying that. They say that if you believe that Jesus just died on that cross, you don't have to worry about forgiving anybody. You can run around and, well, judge the whole world, and it just doesn't matter because, well, you've got a free ticket to my Father's kingdom. But as you can see by what I just read, well, that isn't what Jesus said, see, and that's my problem. My problem is I'm not here to talk about what it is the Bible said because I told you that's a, that's what I call the Babylonians, and they can just about justify anything they ever wanted to out of using that entire Bible. So I'm here to challenge you that if you believe yourself to be a Christian, that you start to get to know Jesus. And you start asking the questions that he started, that he gave you answers to. Because this is the way we bring the kingdom, friend. This isn't, this, you know, that's how it is that we inspire other people to be, want to be like us. And that's because we want to be like him. And it's not that we're righteous, it's that my father is. Jesus himself said, why do you call me good teacher? Only one is good, and that is God. So I have no goodness, except from the goodness that he's given me, which comes from him, because as I've told you, I didn't come from this place in a happy world where I've been a servant's servant. I only come here because I got tired eating rotten fruit, friend. And I've ate enough of it, so I'm not here to judge anybody. But it is time for the awakening, friend. Early in the morning, i got to have that sip of coffee, right? Well, so it isn't right or wrong, because the truth of the matter is, I've told you a hundred times that Jesus showed me and the Holy Spirit showed me that what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. and. 
everything I say really has no relevance, except it has all the relevance in the world. The question is what it is that, that you choose for yourself, see, friend, because Jesus knew that nobody was going to listen to what he said. He told you at the end of the age, those disciples are going to have twice the dead as anybody else. And I've said that a number of times on here because I tell you, if you ain't getting that to whether you just aren't hearing what he said. And if what he said isn't true, well, then neither is that John 3.16. And, well, that means that your whole basis of getting this kingdom in your death just kind of goes right out the window the moment you tell me that Jesus doesn't mean what he said. You see, because that, that's what Paul was saying, and Paul was trying to say it in context of living right. And, you know, this church we have now, well, if you remember correctly, back in Paul's time, they everybody gave everything to the church, and the church spread it equally. But you see that, well, corrupt men just take right over. That's what happens. And that church ended up with everything, and people ended up with nothing. And, well, it just didn't end up getting spread anywhere except to those in charge. But, friend, you know that's the way that works. That's called humanity. That's called being human. So, but you can't not look at that and then say that the church is right now because, well, it's just trying to re-evolve back to the point where it was in the beginning, which, well, let me just tell you, they got a way to go to get there. But it doesn't even matter because I'm going to tell you, there are people out there that are amazing. Some of the people in them churches, I just love them to death. I meet them in the soup kitchens, in the food cupboards, in the clothing toggeries, in prisons. Why? Because they're out there being a servant servant, just like I'm trying to be. I'm not doing a very good job of a friend. I should do more, I'm sure. Except I don't know exactly where I'd fit it because the only thing I do that I'm not doing stuff to help him is when I'm talking to him because, well, I have to spend some time with this Holy Spirit off in the woods by myself a good bit. And when I'm, but that's what Jesus did. See, I told you, I, this isn't, I'm not living a life based on what it is everybody else told me to do because everybody's telling me I'm wrong. Jesus woke up and he spent time with the Holy Spirit first thing in the morning, every morning like clockwork. Then every time he wasn't preaching, he just seemed to disappear off into that wilderness to do what he needed to do. So if I want to be like him, friend, then I have to be like him. I can't be like you and then act like I'm going to be like him because I'll tell you, the moment I get around people that are searching more of the world, the only thing that I find is more of the world. And that's not what I want anymore. It's not what I promised my father. And since I gave it to him, well, it's his to have. And if I go being one thing, I'm not going to be the other. And since I'm being neither, I'll be both. And well. And Jesus told you to much to him that much is given, much is required, and him that gives nothing, even what he has will be taken away. And you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I see that that's what happened to me the first time, and it's gonna be what's gonna happen again. Now I'm kind of at this choice where I either consider myself to be spiritually well now and know Jesus real well and love my neighbors myself and not, don't look past the end of my nose, except for when it is the Father asks me to, so I can see things that need to be done or 
talked about on here because to tell you the truth doesn't have any relevance unless I'm talking about it because I don't look at too much stuff anymore and most of the time I'm happy but sometimes you wouldn't know that when I'm on here talking because I get a little riled up about things like the last couple episodes but that's because he takes away that uh well I'll tell you looking at this world can cause me to hurt because I'm looking at what we're doing to each other and just how we just don't even seem to care. And that hurts me. And I've got a heart of flesh, but he pretty much takes that away from me. And I just don't feel it most of the time. But every now and then he lays it on me and he does that intentionally so that I'll talk about it. And it'll seem like I'm going through a lot of pain. And I'll be quite honest with you, at that very moment, usually I am. But then I'll go back off into the wilderness and he'll show me the most beautiful flowers and creeks that are overflowing and just whatever. I mean, he just gives me everything I need. I just don't have to worry about a thing. The only thing I can do is what God's will is for me. And since I don't have any other will outside of his, well, I just know I'm doing it right even when I'm doing it wrong. Because I don't have a future where I see what it is I'm going to have because there's just nothing that I want. I've got everything I want, and I want what I have, and that is this kingdom that I'm talking about. And I'm telling you, I have it even though I have nothing at all. I don't know how to explain it to you. Nobody will believe it. I know that. I laugh at myself all the time that I'm on here talking because people keep looking at this thing. I keep, this is another 12 plays since yesterday. and I don't know what they're looking at or what they're thinking about. So, you know, because I'll tell you what, if I'd have listened to me talk a long time ago, I'd have been like, that man has lost his mind. And friend, I have lost my mind. But if you look in there on that Jesus, what he said in red, he'll say that. You have to lose your mind to gain the mind of God. He said that just outright. He said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge to the kingdom. And, well, if you don't want the bridge, you're not going to make it to the kingdom. Because this whole world, I'll tell you what, they're going to demand sacrifices, anything and everything that you would hold dear. Because, <clears throat> I'll tell you, this world does not love my father. We all try to pretend as though we're doing a little bit of loving, you know, and all of that. And I'm not saying that you're not, because I don't know, there's a lot, like I told you, there's a lot of people out there doing both, but not really doing either. And some of them are just downright, I'm telling you, there's some churches that I watch feed people that uh, I, I'm, I belong to a couple different organizations. And well, not that I'm anything, because I'm nothing. I don't hardly do any work. I'm one of those people that sometimes get to go sit on somebody's board or something or other. <laughs> and they act like I'm special because I show up and give them my time. Friend, I don't give nothing. These, these, these people that are doing all the hard work, I'll tell you what, they are amazing people. And I'd go into the name and the organizations and the people because I'll tell you, they're just that great, except for the fact is that everybody's that great. And there's just those are just a couple organizations that are of the thousands out there that are helping people. There are people giving their time all over this planet, but the world doesn't see them. See, they're hidden because they're not out there being glorified, and the news barely finds any of them because the news, well, they don't care about what's going on good. They don't. They got to do what it is that 
gets ratings. Friend, if uh, you didn't hear me say it a couple episodes ago, the things that gets ratings are those reality shows where people are hurting each other with their tongues and whipping each other to death. People don't want to see goodness. They want to see evil. It's just the way it is. It's not that people are necessarily evil. It's just that's the exciting thing to watch. You know, people want to be entertained. Well, I'll tell you, Jesus told us that was going to happen. And that's why I'm telling you the darkness is coming, because I tell you, all these people that seem to be going to church on Sunday seem to get so much of a kick out of everyone else's misery in these reality TV shows. And I'm not judging you, because I told you I've been watching violent shows my whole life. I was, except I didn't like the, the those because actually I was looking for something a little more unrealistic because I I told you I was picked on in school. And well, I'll tell you, people picking on each other just doesn't do me any justice. I was into them heroes. I like to see those heroes in action. And well, that's because I was a coward. Always have been, always will be. But my father, he's just starting to come up with his faith in me and he's got strength that he's given me and I've got none at all. And the further along this path I go, the more I end up having. Friend, I'm telling you, these last few episodes, last night I couldn't hardly sleep knowing that I just said what I just said on this computer. I ended up sitting up after I went to bed. I laid there in bed for an hour, and then I got up for an hour or so, and then I went back to bed, and then I slept the night through. But I'll tell you, sometimes getting to sleep <laughs> after doing an episode <laughs> where you're where you're just calling things like it is, friend. I know people aren't going to be happy. I know that people are going to hear this, and some of these folks in the church are going to be just more pissed off than a little bit, and well, I don't blame them. Like I told you, I don't have any righteousness. It's my father. He's got all the righteousness, and well, the Holy Spirit does what he does, because I don't think about what it is I'm going to say. All I did was, I was reading this morning. I read what I just it had repeated back to you and read about Jesus saying that the Father's going to forgive you only if you forgive them. And if you don't forgive them their trespass, he isn't going to forgive you yours. Well, I just read that because I'll tell you, that ain't that John 3.16 where I'm the light and the way and the only way to the Father's but through me. Friend, I'm telling you that you didn't read it, but you read it everywhere. And if you start putting them together, you're going to figure out that you are in the Father and the Father's in you. You are my light and way, and there's only one way to the Father, and that's but through you and everyone else on this planet. So the first one I judge is the first one that takes away the kingdom. And it'll never be you doing it. It'll be doing, me doing it to myself. But now the Holy Spirit just does what it does, and it says what it says. And if I say things to offend people, well, I don't mean to offend anybody, but the Holy Spirit's just... I think kind of been waiting for somebody to be willing to get nailed to it. And I'm at the point where I'm just ready to be nailed to it, friend. I made my father a promise way back when. And I told him then I'd give him my death and my life. And he's got it. And whatever he does with it's his to do. Because I just don't want it anymore, to tell you the truth. I don't want to go back to pretending like everything we're doing to each other out there is okay. And we're not going to stop doing it. That's what humans do. 
So I understand why Jesus said that we are his children. Yet then in the temple, when they went to stone him, what really ticked him off was he not only said they were children of God, then he said they were children of Satan. <laughs> he said they were children of the evil one. He said that to the priests. A friend, I'm telling you, these Christians, they're just as much as sons of Satan as I've ever seen some of them. But when he was talking to them priests, see, he wasn't talking about sons of this evil thing. He was talking about sons of selfishness, because selfishness is your thought of Satan. And I told you, Jesus, man, he came and he divided that thing straight down the middle. If you want to be of my father's flock, then you are of love and forgiveness, which requires non-judgment. But if you are of the world, well, then you are of selfishness. And you're afraid of most everything, just like I always was, because I'll tell you what, eating that fruit has its price. And one of them is you got to hide your thoughts from your father. And when you got to hide them from him, well, that shame will just eat you alive and keep you afraid. And that little thought of Satan will be echoing in the back of your head because you know you're doing wrong. And I'm not judging you for it, friend. I've been doing it my own my whole life. My father, I told you, I don't even know why he's got me talking. I just know that just I, I'm just not worth it. I'm just not worth it. If there's any person on this planet that deserves the kingdom, it is not me, friend. I've seen so many people that are just all of that in a bag of chips. And I'm not talking just people that were born in the light and stayed in the light. I'm talking about I have watched the resurrection from the dark. Angel after angel come out of these places horror and they just become the best people ever i have one guy that well he's i can't go into different people doing different things let's just say that i know people that have spent a lot of time in prison and now they're back in prison except they go back to teach other people how to live when they get out you would think that after spending all that time in there, they would not want to go back. But they go back to help the other people find a way out so that when they get out, they can stay out just like they are. These people, man, they are phenomenal. That guy, he's what I want to be like when I grow up. Except there's just not any hope of me growing up. I'm almost 50. And well, Jesus said, come to me like a child, friend. And I'll tell you what. You can't come more childlike like than me because I just don't have a future. I just know my father in heaven is going to take care of me tomorrow, the day after, and the day after that. Well, I do what I need to for work. Like I said, as long as I have a job, I have to plan these things out and have to pretend as though I'm going to do this and do that. But I don't know what I'm going to do. My father in heaven, he just does whatever he does with me. and I just keep on doing but I do everything I need to do in order to make my life work. And, well, they expect work out of me. So I give them exactly what they deserve because that's what they pay me for. So I give them what it is they that's theirs. But uh, anything that is my father's, well, that's just everything else. And to tell you the truth, even that's my father's because what I'm really doing there is I'm helping people help people. I'm running support groups and trying to help people hold the hope through all this darkness of this coronavirus. And, well, I'll tell you, there's just no better cause than to help other people. 
So every time somebody laughs on account of me being just as stupid as can be, because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm childish. You, if you knew me in my personal life, people think I'm ridiculous. and I just kind of am. It just is what it is because I just enjoy it that much. I just love my father, and I just know he's going to take care of me no matter what happens. It doesn't matter. There ain't, there's nothing left to take from me. Except we take it all. I've still got debt and all that. Welcome to the world of being in the world. <laughs> he knew that, though. He knew that then, what he, what I know now. So I'm just not worried about it because he's going to take care of it however he does. That's the way my father is. He just does things. He's the most amazing father ever. I'll tell you, I had... Blessed, I'm blessed with parents. That's probably the hardest thing about this is I kind of understand that doing this means letting go of my parents a lot. And, well, I don't see them a whole lot anymore. And I don't have a whole lot to say to them because, as you can imagine, they don't want to talk about the kingdom and Jesus. And neither does anybody else. So I don't blame anybody for it because you can't, can't focus on the fruit of this world. You got somebody preaching. Jesus at you, because I'll tell you, one contradicts the other. Jesus told you that then, and I'm telling it to you now. So if you're not ready to hear this truth, well, I'm the wrong person to be listening to, because I'm not going to give you any peace, because this whole world's going to lie to you every step of the way. It's going to tell you, oh, don't look at that. You don't have any accountability that all you have to do is keep your nose to the grindstone here and not pay attention to all the suffering. And, well, you'll get that kingdom in your death. But that ain't what Jesus said. Jesus said that kingdom of God is within you. So I'm telling you, if you want it, it's yours. But no sense in waiting for something you're not getting. You might as well just find it now and be done with it. Us Americans, we're, we're those kind of people that just like want, want when we want it anyway. So you might as well just start looking for it, assuming you can get it. Because... Well, that's the reason we're eating all that fruit, isn't it? We think we want what we want. What we want. Truth of the matter is, I thought I wanted that. I just didn't know what I wanted, and I was too afraid to look at the truth of who I was and the thoughts I was having. Turns out that Holy Spirit gave me the forgiveness I needed, and, well, it just takes all my thoughts at this point. I don't want any of them back. Every time he gives them back to me, I'm regretful. Yesterday morning, because I woke up and the dog used the bathroom on my floor, well, I left my room and I really didn't get to go out and meditate. I might have been out there for two seconds, but something went on. And, well, all of this stuff with the dogs using the bathroom on my floor. And, uh, well, I just ended up going getting a, a, the, my uh, Eureka carpet cleaner and I ended up cleaning my whole bedroom and all that but what I didn't realize was I used my meditation time for that it never occurred to me how it is I don't didn't notice that I don't know but I started my day without meditating and thinking about what God wanted of me and you know what ended up happening I ended up in these support groups barely able to hold hope for myself much less enough for them and I was starting to get self-critical of every little mistake I made and was doubting every little thing that I would say friend that was because I didn't do my f first thing in the morning meditation I forgot to be like Jesus and just from one morning not doing that morning meditation that thought of Satan got a hold of me and started throwing me around all day 
it didn't have any power to do anything great to me, but I'll tell you, I just wasn't very inspiring to other people when you're too busy trying to be inspiring to yourself and just to barely survive. And that's, you know, because I thought of Satan, I'm telling you, friend, <laughs> it just doesn't ever leave you. It just stays with you. And if you give it an inch, it'll take a mile. And that's just the way it is. But I can accept that because that's what my father wants. He wants me to do this with that thought. And I can always have the choice of which thought I want to choose because that's what Jesus did. Jesus had that thought of Satan, that thought of selfishness. And how our father knows us and knows our love and how we know our love for our father because we're willing to sacrifice one in order to have the other. And that's what Jesus did, see. Jesus sacrificed his selfishness so that he could give his love to his father and to you and to me. So now, well... His love is just all that in a bag of chips. And now that I know that love is the experience I want, well, I'm more interested in knowing how to be more like Jesus than I am about how to be selfish and worrying about what it is that I want for myself because there's just nothing in this world that I really want anymore. Not that I know who my father is now and that love is always the way. And he's not, he's not my master friend. He's my servant. And I'm telling you, he's your servant too. You get to understanding that and you start, I'm telling you, it's aggravating when you start seeing that you're responsible for all these thoughts rolling through your head and you thought everybody else was responsible. But the truth of the matter was, whatever, whatever it was they did to you ended a long time ago. Resentment is like rat, eating rat poison trying to kill the other person, friend. It just doesn't work. The only person that ends up dying from it is you. Every day you die spiritually because you're eating rat poison and trying to kill the other person. So that resentment, I'll tell you what, that just doesn't carry nowhere. But Jesus said that. He said, forgive them. Over and over, a hundred different ways. Well, it's that time again, friend. Just know that I love you and Jesus loves you and my father loves you. Well, may God bless you and yours.